0: Hey, Wes, I think it's that time again. Back for another security rabbit hole.
1: It's been too long, Al. You know I need these.
0: I'm so excited today. Like You might even be able just to hear it in my voice because this one, this one's not something I'm just interested in. This one is something that I am so passionate about.
1: Yeah, that's pretty clear. What are we in for today?
0: Today, we're going to be talking a bit about the community. Now, it is the security community that's kind of brought this subject, but I think that the message applies across all of tech. So today, we're going to be joined by someone who I've actually looked up to for a while, even though I think we've just recently started talking. And that's my friend, Wirefall. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: So happy to be on.
0: I ran into you recently at the Dallas B-Sides, and you were doing one of the things that I thought was just so cool, and that was contributing to the community. But before we get into that, though, we have a little bit of a tradition here where our guests just kind of introduce themselves and tell us what they want us to know about them.
1: Uh, Sure. I'm Wirefall. Uh, I've been that handle since uh, about 96, uh, and uh, I've been doing penetration testing, attack and penetration testing since. Uh, just before that, uh, in fact, uh, I was uh, doing my first pen test uh, two years before Nmap was even released in FRAC Magazine. So been doing this a while. Um, very active in the local community. We'll get into that. Uh, founded the Dallas Hackers Association. Uh, we're coming up on our seventh year now, so very excited about that. And uh, I just absolutely am passionate about community building. And some of that's probably because... Uh, being so long in the tooth, uh, I feel completely overwhelmed by all the new technologies and how awesome all the new, new testers are, all of the, uh, uh, the new people getting into this field. I feel like uh, I still want to contribute. And really the only way to do that is by using these relationships I've built over the years to, to, to help the community itself.
0: One of the coolest things about you, in my opinion, is you know, we talk a lot about graybeards, right? And people who are just set in their ways. And, it, you know, we've always done it this way. I've never gotten that from you. From day one, I've seen you jump in. And it doesn't matter if you're new or you've been around for a while. If you have questions, like you are going to be the first person there to answer it.
1: Well, oh, thank you. I, I'm glad that comes across it. And since it is Charles Darwin Day, I guess we could say adapt or die. <laughs> That's beautiful the, uh, the world changes and, and you have to change with it. Um, I, I like to think that, uh, uh, I haven't had to as much as some others. Uh, I've tried to never be truly set in my ways. Um, because, uh, otherwise, uh, I don't know, it's just not exciting. You know, uh, all these new things are, are what keep me, uh, really passionate about staying involved.
0: You weren't always in security though, right? Like that wasn't your first job that you got into when it comes to tech.
1: Absolutely. I I started out actually uh, um, a very lost soul. Uh, I dropped out of college and uh, joined the Air Force in 89. I was always interested in tech. Uh, I mean, as far back as uh, seven years old, I remember I got 150 in one electronics kit that Tandy made, which they don't even exist anymore. And I would make pilgrimages uh, to the Radio Shack and read every magazine, every uh, radio electronics issue that would come out. So I was a geek from the start, uh, definitely. But uh, I went into the military, and uh, I was a radio technician, so I actually fixed radios. It was perfect match. I had been doing some computer stuff early on. Uh, just, uh, In fact, I, my first exposure to a computer was uh, in seventh grade, or like 1982. And that hacker mentality was, was already there. I, I learned that random number generators weren't actually random. And you could manipulate that for your own benefit. Um, unfortunately, some still aren't completely random. <laughs> but when I was in the military, I focused on the radios, the electronics. Uh, I was stationed in Europe for four years. Uh, still dabbled with computers, but uh, was not online. When I came back, everyone at that time was talking about, you know, the World Wide Web, and how it was going to change absolutely everything. And so I got a dial-up account, and. Uh, I found out, again, just poking around, doing what I do, that you could connect to and see everyone's computer that was dialed into the same ISP. And my immediate thought was, you know, there is no way this is going to be huge if if this is the norm. And And I was completely wrong. You know, of course, it took off despite that fact. So because I could do this, it meant others could do the same thing. And I did not want that. Uh, so I learned how to protect myself. There really weren't security resources out there at the time. There was Frac 2600, uh, some bulletin board and stuff. But so I, I started focusing on protecting myself, and I learned very quickly that uh, people would pay a lot of money, a, a lot of money for me at the time, uh, for that knowledge. So I, that's where I got into penetration testing in in 1995. Uh, but at the time, I was I was just working at a sheriff's office supporting their radio systems because that was my experience. Uh, They had LAN-connected systems, so I went back to college, uh, got an AAS in computer network operations. And then, really, it took off from there. The dot-com boom hit, and uh, you didn't have to spell security. You just had to say it. (laughs) Yeah, so I I went from uh, nothing to being sold to consulting companies as one of the preeminent experts, which was just ridiculous. I just didn't want people to access my hard drive.
0: Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel that maybe coming from that military background, the brotherhood that's kind of formed with the people when they're in those quarters, I wonder if that kind of contributed to your need or your want to be able to have a community around you. And not only that, but actually put the effort into building one.
1: I often lamented after the military, not ever really experiencing that esprit de corps uh the, the just the camaraderie that you get when you're all in a, the same situation and it's not about the individual it's about the team there was experienced a, a bit of that in the sheriff's office they they have a similar you know it's a quasi military type environment sure but in corporate america you know just doing things to better the bottom line is not necessarily fulfilling i i did tend to focus my efforts uh my clients on government entities uh, organizations that don't necessarily have all of the funding to protect themselves, but still need to be protected, and it is doing a civic duty essentially. Even though I'm, you know, getting paid, I am working, but helping that because if, if let's say, you uh, your pick a pick a breach in the past year, um, and your data is exposed, you could choose to go somewhere else. You could choose not to shop there, or not to bank there, or not to something. You you can't choose which DMV to go to you know? Um, so our data is there and it does need to be protected
0: with all of this background. At some point you decided to, to step up and did you start DHA or did you inherit it? What's the story there?
1: The story will take one step back. I, I did quite a bit of work for the state of Texas down in Austin. And during my, uh, experience there, I found aha Austin hackers anonymous. Now, uh, Aha is the genesis. There's a number of HAs now, but they and they will admit it are very, very elitist. You know, they 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 want zero days every every month. They don't want to listen to any. You know, it's not okay to be new at Aha, <laughs> mm, right? But I loved the format of they. They really had this mantra of participate or don't come. I think they had a real reason there because they had huge idols in the security field. They had. HD uh, Moore, R. Snake, Druid, all of these big names, and and they didn't want people coming in and just being fanboys or fangirls. So it was participate, be part of the the, the conversation. And then the dynamic was these short, ten minute fire talks. Uh, you go over ten minutes, and they actually get violent and throw things. <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, but I love that 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 format of everybody from the community is contributing and. It's so quick that you know all of all of the security groups that existed in the DFW area at the time. It was the one hour, one and a half hour talking head. And uh, if you're interested in the subject, it' great. If you're not, it was a really long night. So, with a fire talk, if it's not your cup of tea, it's ten minutes. Um, and you get exposure to a lot of different ideas. I really liked that, right? Ideas you might not necessarily pick, you know, to to go to if you're going to have to sit through a long thing. But if it just comes up and you're already there, neat. Exactly, exactly. And and in ten minutes, you're not going to become a master at any of this, but you get enough information that you can then go investigate and learn. So so aha was the inspiration. I I I didn't care for the the elitism coming from my background, but I started Dallas Hackers with the assumption that, you know, maybe I'd get a dozen people, but we'd be talking about interesting things. And in the beginning, that was, that was absolutely true. It was a small group, uh, very dynamic talking about things that interested them. We're now at regularly between a hundred and 150 people. Wow. So uh, yeah, the, the community is definitely gelled around the, this concept and, and it's, Really, a team. It's it's not you know. I, I started this, but quickly realized that if this was going to go anywhere, I needed help. I recruited Tinkersec, uh, so he's really the 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 voice. And ev- most people think it's Tinkersec's group because he he is such a dynamic personality, and and really it, a lot of the soul comes from that. Sounds like you made a good recruitment decision then. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The success of DHA was if I have any success in it, it was picking the right team to get it to where it is. And, and Tinker sec was the first recruit uh, whiskey neon. He provides all of our audio video and really is tied into the, the hacker culture. When you come to a DHA, it's, it's, it's an event. Uh, he turns the, our venue, which is a cor- Korean karaoke bar into a cyberpunk heaven. Wow, It's really cool.
0: I think when a lot of people hear you talk, they're thinking traditional meetup, maybe a conference, you know, one big room, lots of chairs. But I want you to build the scene of what it's actually like to walk in to DHA.
1: It's a lot better now. <laughs> when we first uh, started at Family Karaoke, it's, it's in Koreatown. It was down this unlit street that was more potholes than street. And all of a sudden, there's this Family karaoke, Korean karaoke bar, and people would walk in very hesitantly. <laughs> they, they've redone the road; it's well lit. Things are better, uh, but when you walk in, yes, immediately you're hit by the 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 AV, the uh, the thumping music that whiskey is preferential to. That really, I think you know, you know, you've arrived somewhere that's it's it's not just people sitting around and and talking. It builds up in the beginning. We do, we do have a very large room. We have a full raised stage. That's where all of the fire talks occur. Um, before the fire talks, we, uh, you know, we, we go through some intros, house rules. One of them, no, actually two of them, the first and the last being the same is don't heck the venue. <laughs> There's a history behind that. We, we were asked to leave one place. Oh, no. As you said, the uh, responsibility. You know, if you've got the powers, you've got to be careful. Exactly. But then because it's a karaoke um, place, they have all the side rooms and we take over one full side. So we have Commander Opsec. He's actually retiring uh, from the position, but he and Mobius, she goes by lockpicks and lipsticks uh, on Twitter. Um, he ran the CTF, so we'd have a capture the flag every month. Yeah, so it's a really a mini con every month. Uh, Which is definitely different than most of the standard meetups.
0: I have a lot of people who tell me, "Well, you know, we just don't have the venue for it here. We don't have the ability. We don't have the people." And it was so important to me to hear you say, "You know what? I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of people the first time, but we just kind of kept at it to, you know, have it grow."
1: I firmly believe that one plus one equals three. As as you grow that community, the the community itself, the the waters raise. You know, at the time. In uh, the DHA was started, we, we had well established groups. We had uh, North Texas Cybersecurity Group. We had uh, our local DEFCON group, DC214, with a good sized turnout. But, and I actually even received pushback. I, w- I won't uh, out them, but at one point when I announced DHA, uh, I received pushback of we don't need another security group as if it would be competition. I fully, fully support supporting your existing groups. If it's what you want to see in the community, put everything you can into it, support it, help it grow. But if they're just not giving you what you need, start it. Uh, there's others that most likely have that same feeling. And we are complementary. You know, that we have a different format uh, than the others. We're not taking away from that. And in fact, since then, the, the, uh, I've always wanted to say this word, the synergy of building this group and making it so large has overflowed into the whole community. And and the, the, I've never seen, I'm sure some of that as well is just that security has taken off over these past seven years, but the whole community itself has grown immensely.
0: When I went to B-Sides Austin, you're at this community table and it's not, you know, a DHA community table. It is a Dallas hackers community table and you have information about all of them on there. That just blew my mind that you were willing not to just grow your group, but you were just more interested in growing the community as a whole.
1: Yeah, besides DFW, this was our first year for uh, the community table. Uh, I just had this idea of let's let's get everyone together where everyone can find out about all the groups. And I'd seen it was probably a decade or more ago. I I had gone to where they had this for like a Linux users group and each one of them, yes, had their own table and were it was almost as if they were vendors at a conference trying to sell their why you should choose them. And, uh, you should sample all of them and choose what best fits you. Uh, the, and that's, you know, hopefully people attend DHA, but if they're getting what they want out of the community at DC 214 or, or pwn school, Awesome. That that that's that's the whole purpose.
0: There has to be people listening to right now going like, "Wow, you know that that is the promised land when it comes to it." But that's not what I have available to me. You know, the nearest meetup is three hours away, or the nearest meetup is similar to what Aha is like, and I can't even walk in the room because I'm not going to be welcomed. How can they start? You know, planting the seeds to replicate the success that you guys have had.
1: There's a a group uh, east. Texas the security, uh, they've been facing a similar issue. I, I think their growth has been stunted to the level that DHA started at because of the rural area it's located in, and they can't attract a lot of people. Uh, but I like what they've been doing is they engage the larger community. Uh, I know Phil Wiley has done a live stream with them, so they, they gather together and then have a live stream from other entities within the InfoSec community mostly off of Twitter to present directly to them and engage in Q&A so even though it's not local, they still feel part of the greater community. But they had to do that by starting it. The, the worst that can happen is you start a meetup and uh, after several months, really, it's it's not taken off and it's just two people having coffee. Great! But, you know, I enjoy sitting down and having coffee with interesting people. But I think most people will be surprised at how many others were wishing that there was something out there for them, but never took the initiative or never felt that they had the capability to actually go out and start it. And every one of us does. I, there, was, there was nothing special about me stepping up and starting it other than I was very selfish and I wanted to see this here and dang it, nobody else was doing it. I guess I'll have to do it.
0: That's an important point to bring up, though. I think if people, when they start thinking about meetups and they start thinking about forming a community, they automatically jump to the big success, right? Okay, I need a venue and I need a place to hold this many people and I'm going to need speakers. And what you brought up about just two people getting together and saying, hey, I'm going to be at X place. Would you like to meet me? And just kind of open it up might be a good first step.
1: Definitely. And and the... Uh the internet and social media meetup.com especially uh, not promoting them but th- that was really where i think th- the timing with dha was as that was a, becoming a burgeoning community and none of the other security groups had really delved into that they were through you know uh, just basic internet searches or email lists or you know old school type of uh, recruitment which was you know just put up your your plaque and say we're here uh, meetup really made it easy to find things that are interesting. Yeah, and especially today, right, where I mean, people—that's maybe the first stop people often go. Absolutely, yeah. I, it, what it amazes me—I I don't know if you've seen this in in your communities as well—is when somebody finally stumbles in, and I, I've I've talked to many that have said, "I I didn't think there was a community. They, they had no awareness of the community uh, that any of these existed, and." It somewhat baffles me because there's this thing called the internet, you know, (laughs) just a a quick search and you've got all of the the list of these. And um, so that is really where I I try to do these outreach things like the community table, pushing these things, because these are people who will attend besides DFW or those types of conferences. I've talked to many that didn't know any of that other community existed. And I really want to reach people who who feel like they're like I felt many, many years ago alone which I wasn't there were Linux users groups I didn't know about them I want people to engage in the community one because it's healthy I, I think it will definitely help in their 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 personal and professional growth but also because I'm incredibly selfish and they know something I don't and I want to hear it
0: Putting yourself out there is definitely one of the first steps. I uh, recently got the opportunity to do my mentoring workshop at B-Sides Dallas, and somebody stood up and they were like, I'm kind of intimidated to go to these conferences. I'm new. I'm a woman. I don't know if I'll be welcomed. And I turned over to you and asked you, hey, you know, do you have any resources? And you were right there going, did you know that there is a group of women that get together to go to these events? And I'm going like, no, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, WOSAC's fantastic. Uh, It's a national Initiative uh, started by She Hacks Purple, and uh, our local chapter is run by Larcy. They they meet every every uh, uh, weekend. A group of women, just women. This not this coming one, but the the following weekend, they're actually opening up to the entire community. It's great that there's a place you know that that you can feel welcome, uh, and none of the stresses that otherwise may be incurred. But then what she does in taking those and going out into the community as a group. So you're not just one individual having to have those concerns or or having those fears. You're, you're a group that you're already comfortable and familiar with.
0: Anyone listening has probably noticed a common theme here. You don't tend to take credit. You always give credit where credit's due, but I want to make you a little uncomfortable now because I want to turn and talk a little bit about tribe of hackers and The book, I guess, we can start with, Uh, you were recently highlighted. Is that the correct word? Would you mind telling us a little bit about that endeavor?
1: Sure. uh, Marcus Carey and Jen Jen uh, put together Tribe of Hackers. Uh, Marcus has an incredible story. Uh, Definitely, if you haven't had him on, I I recommend that. He uh, put together, basically, it was the first Tribe of Hackers, a bunch of security experts, asked the same questions, and with their responses on a lot of this and how they got involved in in the profession uh, and just the lessons learned during their career, it was wildly successful. It was uh, uh, self-published. It, they contracted for a second book that has been picked up, and then the original is now picked up and, and being published. I was in red team i have focused mostly on attack and penetration testing and marcus and i had developed a relationship over the years uh through cons um and uh have the highest respect for him he asked if i would participate i was very honored honored to do that um in the same vein the questions one of the the first is is the bio you know a little bit of your, of your background and it was a hundred words which was a little really compressed version and it's like what can i say about myself in a hundred words you there my twitter handle is there let's engage right so it was it was more of a I'd put it back on the reader if if you had a hundred words to describe your career your where you are today and how you got there what would you want it to say now go do that because. That That's really, you know, if, if I can have an impact, I want it to be that impact of other people impacting others.
0: That's why I wanted to bring up the book, because as someone on the outside looking in, the book has become so much more. The book Tribe of Hackers has kind of spawned a tribe of hackers. It spawned a conference. I feel that there are so many conversations happening on Twitter, people interacting, people looking to build each other up, people forming a community just around that concept of being a tribe.
1: And in ways that that many probably aren't even aware that, uh, first of all, the the Tribe of Hackers conference uh, had some of the most powerful talks I've, I've ever seen. I, I would put it as the the best conference I've ever attended.
0: I'm going to do what I try not to do and interrupt and just agree with you. Uh, when I heard Jason Streets talk about you belong, I was sitting there bawling. Like there are tears going down my face going, screw this. Like, I'm not going to let anyone tell me that I'm not in security anymore. Jason said I belong here. The tribe is around me. Y'all get lost.
1: <laughs> exactly. J- the Jasons in particular, uh, the that is the single best talk I've ever experienced. Uh, Ian Coldwater, their talk was fantastic as well. But the Tribe of Hackers, the inspiration as well, um, uh, somebody I work with uh, got to know through Tribe of Hackers, who is also in the book, uh, Jared Fulkins, was inspired to take that and through his relationships in uh, K-12, through he has a project uh, called K- Kushtaka that is trying to empower under- served uh communities like education with security capabilities uh through a uh, honeypot technologies but he leveraged that and his relationships to start a bring your ethical hacker to to uh school day and we did these these uh webcasts with groups of kids that asked us questions there were panels every every talk had two or three people on it and we just responded to the kids questions it was it was fantastic. And all of that was out of the tribe of Packers.
0: Truthfully, we're making this all sound very easy, right? Like, oh, you just put yourself out there. People will join. You jump on Twitter. But realistically, for a lot of people, it's not. What's been kind of one of the hardest things that you've had to face trying to get this all together?
1: First and foremost, for for any when, once you grow. Uh, it, I mean, well, I guess your question is in the beginning, but venue selection at first you know, once you do get a group of people, once it's more than the two people having coffee, uh, venues is is very difficult. Um, that is the bane of most organizers. We really probably have started to outgrow family karaoke, but we aren't moving. We love it, so people can just not come.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean if it's too crowded for people, you know, I know some people don't like that. That's, it's sorry, we're, we're just not, so then also you're talking about having to rent out hotels. We'd have to probably start charging or taking sponsorship, which we will not do. But there's another thing that I think has been the greatest challenge for me. It sounds unintuitive, but maximizing inclusiveness while cultivating an environment of exclusiveness. So I'm, what I mean by that is we, we want everyone to feel welcome, the inclusiveness. But there has to be something that makes the group feel special and unique. You know, the exclusiveness. Uh, this this can be shared history, inside jokes, whatever. Uh, but it has to still be accessible by the new members to encourage the inclusiveness. Hmm, so there's there's some barriers, but not too high. You have to have an ident- a, a identity, which by defining an identity is an exclusionary act. And that there's other things that are not that. Um but, to, you know, the tribe of hackers, a tribe, a tribe has an identity, a tribe has uh, a purpose. There, there has to be something that makes the group special and people want to be part of that group. Uh, but you want everyone to be part of it. But there is still that, you, you need that identity, I think. And, and I've been to groups where you walk in and everything is an inside joke and you just definitely feel like I don't belong here. But then the best groups I've been part of, there are inside jokes That make you feel like you're part of something unique and special part of that that uniqueness of the group comes from the individuals within the group so i i think one of the ways to encourage that identity that that feeling of belonging as a group is as the individual members new members come in they contribute so there is now something that is unique that has happened with them, that they're going to feel engaged with the community, and uh, you know, they they go up for their first talk and fall off the stage. That's embarrassing <laughs> to anyone. It's horrible. I, not saying it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> that becomes part of the lore of the group, and they are now part of that, even if they were new. Right. It's a shared story now. Exactly, and all of the the, the shared story that is to me the community. The I, I take it actually a a little further this is tech community we're talking about, but really it's not DHA for me has always been, I want to create the sanctuary that many of us never have had never experienced. It's it's this feeling of, I finally belong somewhere. I, you know, I, I am here and it's not as, Oh great. You're a security resource. What can you teach me? It's, it's about caring. Um, the uh, we had, well, like I, I mentioned commander in mobius um it was a year ago almost to the day that i officiated their wedding at dha it was awesome the entire group was there to experience that 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 is community um we've had a number of folks relocate away from the area and when that happens and it feels like part of you has been severed that is community uh just this last this last dha one of our members uh Got up at the very end and spoke about everything that has happened since his first Dallas Hackers, uh, his first presentation, uh, the new job he got by sitting next to and talking with one of our members, uh, his first con talk, and then his deaf con talk. All out of this experience, well, he announced that he was he was leaving. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he cried. <laughs> I cried. I think everybody cried. But. uh that is community uh, you actually care
0: I think you had it exactly right earlier is it's it becomes a tribe right it's not just community it's it's a tribe it's a family thank you so much for coming on the show and just talking about what the work is behind building a community and I'm really hoping that people hear this and go all right I can do that too and I know you brought it up earlier but I'm gonna ask you to say it again if people want to reach out to you and say all right how do I get started? Or this is my idea for the first step. Do you think it'll work? What's the best way for them to do so?
1: I would uh, hop on Twitter. I am at dha hole. Uh, look, search for Wirefall. There is isn't at Wirefall. It's not me. They haven't posted in a decade. So, and my DMs are open. So anybody, uh, or if if something resonated. That's not even uh, on the community issue. Uh, you just want to reach out uh, to discuss something else that you think might be of interest. I can almost guarantee I will be interested or like you. Well, I will know somebody who is.
0: <laughs> uh, this has been amazing, and I'm going to encourage everyone to do so because you guys. I am six hours away, and everyone in the Dallas Hackers Association and just the Dallas area has always been there to answer my questions. So don't shy away from reaching out, guys.
1: We'll have all the ways to find Wirefall and some handy links for things we've talked about today linked over at extras.show.